0: Hi. As some of you may know, my cousin Andrew Roberts is a Flutie fellow, which is a part of the Doug Flutie Jr. Foundation for Autism. This has inspired me to get involved with the Flutie Foundation, which helps people and families affected by autism live life to the fullest. This episode is for that purpose. We're trying to spread awareness. The link to donate directly to the Flutie Foundation will be in the description of this episode. Thank you and enjoy hello and welcome back to another episode of the master plan the flutie 5k was yesterday i hope you all had the chance to participate in some way shape or form unfortunately i'm in syracuse i was not able to be there um andrew was on a car ride home i believe or car ride back to ithaca
1: yes yes i was on a car ride back to ithaca So, just
0: missed the 5K. So, but I, I, from what I've heard, it was a a good event. Everything went well. So, hey, that is very good to hear. Today, we are talking about, I believe, the episode topic that we discussed, Or Andrew, was players trending up and down, right?
1: Yeah. Kind of some guys, maybe they either started slow to start the year or really good to start the year and have kind of shifted since, or just guys who have proven that their roles are a little different than we, are,
0: than we were thinking before this week. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's start off with Raheem Mostert. He had a big week a couple weeks ago, had kind of a smaller, you know, smaller, like, size week this week. But, you know, I mean, he, he's been doing pretty well. I think he's been better than I thought he would be.
1: I mean, I think the notable thing, Mostert, 30 years old. I didn't really expect him to be challenging Chase Edmonds for the job. But right now, like over these last couple of weeks, it seems like he's taken over kind of that lead back role in Miami. And that was not something I really expected. But you know how Mike McDaniel is. He likes to run with a hot hand. And I think Mostert is that right now. So that's going to be. Making for some good fantasy value, I do see Edmonds getting involved on passing downs. Still, he did this past week, but Mostert definitely has more value than people anticipated. It's a solid flex play any given week.
0: And yeah, it, I think it kind of depends on on you know how well the the run game for the Dolphins does because it's kind of yeah. it, it's kind of hard to predict how how and good it's going to be.
1: Positive game script once to is back.
0: Those, uh, right. Not. Post- I agree with that. Yes, I agree with that. He's he's been good though. He's been a pleasant surprise. Tua uh, is expected to be back in week seven. Week seven. So you know you should have a you should have a very very good uh you know run with Raheem Mostert for the rest of the season. Um, good recovery after that scary injury
1: Just three
0: weeks ago. Yeah. All right. Uh, Another stock-up player that we have, Kenneth Walker, um, another running back. And ever since Rashad Penny went out, Kenneth Walker's been the man of the moment, hasn't he? Yeah. Now, Kenneth Walker, I think, like, I mean, he was splitting with Penny before he went down. And then
1: since Penny went down, it looked like Walker was at least going to be a high-end RB2, maybe DJ Dallas cutting into his receiving role. But I think this week, he looked like a full workhorse. I think he's up there with, I think for the rest of the season, I know he's a rookie, but I think he's up there with that elite tier of running backs. I'm talking Joe Mixon. I'm talking CMC, Barkley, Fournette, etc., etc. I think he's in that top tier now for the rest of the year, like locked in RB1 because he's proven that he's capable of being an every down back in that backfield. You saw what Penny did. Late last season, as the workhorse, I think that's Kenneth Walker. Now he's going to have a very similar role to late season Penny last year, and yeah, that's going to make for some big weeks.
0: Yeah, I like Kenneth Walker. He does a lot of things right. Um, he gets a lot of touches, and I don't know. I just I feel like he's going to be a good player. Um, I got a lot of got a lot of faith in uh, Kenneth Walker right now. I think he's going to be very good. All right, next up. We have Alvin Kamara. Um, I got him trending up. I think he's a big name um, and someone who's been getting better week to week. Uh, What I like about Alvin Kamara is I feel like he's a little bit healthier now. Um, We still really haven't seen the touchdowns yet, though, and that's definitely concerning, but he's getting a lot of touches, and I feel like those touchdowns will eventually come.
1: Yeah, to me, Kamara is a guy – Like, I never lost faith in Alvin Kamara. I always knew, like, with the elite receiving role he has, he was going to be a high-end fantasy name no matter what. Maybe he got off to a slow start, not being able to find the end zone, crowded receiving room. But I think he, he's found his role. He's refound his role in this yeah. I mean, he always had one. And that's making him at least a low-end RB1, which is about what I expected from him this season. So I think that's about what you can expect for the rest of the year, and that's definitely an improvement from the struggles he had early on. Maybe not the same Camara we saw in the Drew Brees era, but definitely a guy you can feel comfortable
0: putting in your lineup as your number one back. Absolutely, absolutely. I completely agree. I think that Alvin Kamara, I feel like he's much more consistent now. I feel like you can trust him. At that RB1. Um, and I feel like he's only gonna get better from here. Again, the touchdowns haven't really come, but I, I think they will I think they will end up coming for him. So I I I am uh I, I am very hot on Alvin Kamara right now. Um another guy who I really like, uh I like Brees Hall right now. I think he's I think I just think that oh, he's yeah. he's earned that role as the number one running back in that Jets running room, running back room, and to be honest, there's not a lot of competition there. I think he's beat out Michael Carter, and he gets a lot of touches. So I, I really like a lot, a lot of what's been going on um, in New York with that.
1: What Brees what Hall reminds me of is take Nick Chubb and now give him the passing down rule too. And that's Brees Hall for you. I think he's a very talented running back. And... Maybe they like wanted to ease him into the offense. Have Michael Carter more involved earlier, but he's the definition trending up right now. He's had more points week after week. I think people have begun begun to catch on these last couple of weeks that he is an RB one worthy player at this point. But so that's so I think this is something that's been going for a couple of weeks now. Where for some of these other players, it was really this week when they started to trend up, but. Brees Hall, as I said, very talented player, and maybe Michael Carter is going to have some kind of rule here, but that talent is going to win out just like Nick Chubb. It's still a fantasy-relevant running back, even with Kareem Hunt in the mix, just like Jonathan Taylor with Naheem Hines. You see many situations like that across the league right now Is like workhorse running backs become less common. I think we have to chase the talent at this point in this new era of Back
0: yeah, we really are in a new era of the running back position. It's not anymore that you have these workhorse running backs that play, you know, get you know, 30 carries a game, 25 a carries a game. I mean, there's a – f- yeah, but – But
1: I think the value is in efficient backs like Chubb, Hall, and Swift and then once you can catch passes like Echo or Kamara and I'll name Swift again. That's why Swift is such a
0: – Yeah, and then you got Saquon and CMC who are kind of – Oh, yeah,
1: Saquon and CMC always going to be workhorses when they're healthy.
0: Yeah, I mean, they just got to stay healthy for me. They're both on my team now, so very, very nerve-wracking. All right, some other up players. Um, let's talk about the Packers, Romeo Dubs, Alan Lazard, and Um All three of them are ups, and why? Well, the Packers can't be this bad for this long. So eventually they'll be good, and when they are, watch out. Those three guys are going to be getting a lot of targets. I think you can buy them low and think they're going to probably do some very nice things. Andrew, what are your thoughts on them?
1: Honestly, I don't think it's because the Packers are good. I think it's quite the opposite. The Packers are playing from behind, and when you're playing from behind with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, there's going to be so many passes thrown. And, I mean, Rodgers is still a talented quarterback. It's just about the surroundings being – lesser than they have been in the past. And I know he doesn't have Devontae Adams anymore that's hurting him, but like even if he's not going to win games with Lazard, Dobbs, and Tunyon, they're still going to get volume. They're still going to be good fantasy players because it's Aaron Rodgers when he has to win, come back and try to win the game. So someone has to catch the passes, and I think Lazard, Dobbs, and Tunyon are all starting to see the benefits. I do think one of them, could have the chance to pull away from the other two. But as of right now, they're all worth a spot on the bench. If I had to bet on any one of them emerging, it would be Romeo Dobbs just because he has so much upside. He's only a rookie.
0: He'll, you know, like, continue to improve week after week. But I know. know. I, I honestly would love to see Romeo Dobbs, like, make something happen. I feel like he's such a talented player, but it's just, like, it's 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 just been hard for him to kind of, like he's getting the targets like he got nine targets against the Jets. The issue is he only brought in four of those for twenty one yards. So it's yeah. like, it's, it's
1: there's gonna be some games for him.
0: But, but I feel yeah. like hopefully by the end of the season, by that by hopefully sooner than that, but hopefully by the end of the season, he'll be a guy who I can stick in my flex spot. and I'll be like, yo, this guy's gonna get me fifteen points a game. Yeah. Um, right now he's not there, but. He has shown flash that game against Tampa Bay where he had 21 points. was a very good game. So it's not like he hasn't been getting the targets. It's just he hasn't been pulling them in. And I don't know if they treat him as a wide receiver one. I don't think they do over Alan Lazard. But he's got a
1: – next, too. But last week it seemed that Lazard and Dobbs were starting to kind of take over. And even Amari Rogers was seen in the slot over.
0: Yeah, and Cobb also got injured. So I mean, I really think it comes down to like obviously Tunnyan had a huge game last week. By the way, also I have a, I actually have currently Dubs, Cobb, and Tunnyan on my roster, which is yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's not gonna it's not gonna stay that way, but but,
1: but it, one of them definitely like I have Tanya in my other league and or one of my other leagues, and he and I stuck him in my lineup for Pat Friar move this past week. He did his job, got me 16, I think it was actually 19.
0: 19 points, yeah. yeah. 10 receptions, 90 yards. 60%
1: chance to win as long as Eckler and Sutton come.
0: Yeah, I mean, Tunyon's been kind of a quiet 17th best tight end in the league. Um, But I feel like he's got got so much more upside than that. I mean, I don't know.
1: He's a good streamer when he has a favorable matchup. The Jets were a very good matchup for him it's yeah
0: it's just it's just kind of, of weird thing. honestly because i feel like there are no tight ends outside of andrews and kelsey you can really you you can look at and be like oh but that's a really good tight end like yeah george I mean, kittle's been i mean it's
1: in that tier it's just yeah um, a good week when he has an easy matchup he's a good streaming
0: option yeah i mean like guys like george kittle i mean george kittle had a better week this week he had 16 but he he hasn't caught any touchdowns yet it's like it, it's very frustrating I'm just,
1: I'm poor kyle it's Right,
0: that's the amazing... Kyle Pitch caught his first touchdown ever in the United States. So... I mean, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, Okay. Um, I think those are all of our ups.
1: No, I think we had Allen Robinson. Oh, yeah.
0: Allen Robinson. Of course. I mean, how could we forget? Finally, um, being looked at by Matthew Stafford. Um, I guess Matthew Stafford you know, decided, hey, I mean, there's this other receiver that we brought in, you know, I mean, Allen Robinson, who's been dropped a couple times in our league um, by multiple people, I think. I know you had him and dropped him. I had him and I dropped him. Um, He's just, he was worthless before this week, but he actually had a very productive week.
1: Yeah, like I was holding out hope for a while because... I thought maybe on occasion he'd be the number two receiver for Stafford in a strong offense. But, like, the first five weeks of the season, Ben Moronic was outscoring him. And I was like, okay, I give up on Allen Robinson. And then the week after, I give up on him is when he starts being that occasional number two receiver. Do I expect this level of performance every week? No, but I do say keep him around for some favorable matchups. definitely won the matchup against the Panthers and there's going to be more games like this coming up. I mean obviously if, if, if with teams that lack of a good slot corner, Cooper Cup is going to go all over the place and Robinson won't be as needed, but if Cup has a tough matchup and Robinson has an easy one, that's a good
0: game. Ah uh, yeah, I mean we got to think that Robbie Anderson, or, uh, Allen Robinson's got to start getting more than 6 um
1: 18.3 this past week is
0: pretty good. Yeah, we got, it, but we gotta think he's gonna be getting more than six targets a game. Like I don't know. I mean, they're on the bye this week. We'll see how they come back after the bye. I honestly, I have, I have no idea. But um, I mean, he's definitely a guy who you should keep your eye on. All right, the guys who are stock down on. All right, J.K. Dobbins. I think, I think the writing's on the wall. J.K. Dobbins not worth a pick ever. Ever, this dude just does not get touches ever.
1: Here's what I'll say about J.K. Davis: This year cannot be trusted. Yet you know, it looks like some kind of soft tissue injury in the game, and that just proves the point that the year after a torn ACL is never going to be a good one for a running back. And I think for this year, it's looking like Kenyon Drake is the better back in Baltimore right now, both like on the field and staying on the field, staying healthy. So I think for this year, Kenyon Drake is the guy i want in Baltimore. J.K. Dobbins seems to have lost his spot at the number one back. And then obviously Lamar Jackson's getting a lot of touch. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: go ahead, keep going.
1: I'll be back next year all in on J.K. Dobbins. I think he's a very talented <laughs> running back. I'm I'm expecting a saquon one, like bounce back next year. Just not going to happen. Anymore. Type
0: of a buy low, sell high type of thing. Like where you know we yeah yeah.
1: If, if you're playing dynasty, hold on to Dobbs. But if you're in redraft, he's not worth starting in the lineup. And then if he continues on this trajectory, he might even be worth dropping.
0: Solid analysis, apt analysis. All right, next up, I believe I'm just. Scrolling through the list that we made. Alright, we're on to wide receivers. Mike Evans. Now I'm not so low on Mike Evans, maybe you are. I think that the Bucs really gotta get their and not that low. They got they gotta get it together. And Mike Evans has had some I mean, realistically, he's had two pretty good games, one very good <laughs> game, and two okay games. And those okay games came against New Orleans and Pittsburgh. Um, Game he was only targeted four times. And I feel like, you know, he's not going to be that reception monster that, you know, he's, you know, like, like he's just, that's not him. But I also don't expect the Bucks to put up 18 points very much this season. I feel like in the red zone, he's the threat. Um, and I feel like him and Brady just got to get that chem a little bit back together. Brady clearly likes him. I just feel like... Um, I just feel like he can be better and I know he can be.
1: Yeah. No, I'm not trying to trash on Evans. I still think he's a solid number, number one wide receiver for your team. The The thing that makes me say he's trending down is Chris Godwin is looking really good a lot faster than expected. And. Like I was thinking Mike Evans would be capable of maybe a career year in which he's like a top three receiver because I thought Godwin was gonna kinda be limited most of the year. But Godwin's healthy now, he's looking better. If if he continues to stay on the field, I think it's gonna be hard for Mike Evans to have a consist to have consistent fantasy numbers. I mean he's never had really consistent
0: fantasy numbers. He's gonna put up
1: his big weeks like usual, He'll probably get to a thousand yards. But I
0: think well, really definitely get to a thousand. will definitely get to a thousand yards. That so goes without saying.
1: Expectations back down to the usual from the right predictions that he might have some kind of career. To. That's right. really what's stuck
0: down. I to want to see him against Carolina. I think that would be a better better look. Yeah,
1: that'll be a good game. That'll yeah. Be one of
0: yeah. Um, but I want I want to it's see it's him perfect. going forward. So, but yeah, yeah I definitely agree.
1: A monster when Godwin was out, so. That yeah. era is over, but he's gonna have his stuff.
0: Yeah. All right. Continuing on. All right. Jacoby Myers and I do agree with this. I think it's, I think it's always a little bit tough to touch it. Sorry. I think it's always a little bit tough to trust a Patriots wide receiver. Um, Jacoby Myers obviously had a fantastic week five against Detroit, and then, you know, well, well, Devontae Barker had zero points. But then week six came around and, you know, Jacoby Myers was okay. It wasn't bad. But, um, you know, I mean, I think that's the thing with Patriots receivers. You can never trust them. Ever.
1: I mean, unless it was Edelman. Edelman was just that guy. I think Myers is almost like – he's like a wannabe Edelman a little bit. Like, some weeks he looks like what the Patriots had. And, I mean, I think he's – as. Almost as talented on the field, but like, just from a fantasy perspective, like he has his Edelman-like weeks where he looks like that, like go-to guy for the Patriots. But then other weeks you see Devonte Parker stepping up, you see Tyquan Thorn stepping up. I think it really is going to depend on the matchup for Myers because, like these Patriots receivers, it really comes down to who gets open and. I, I do think he's going to have his weeks Like I do like the matchup against the Bears for Myers because I feel like the Bears are going to lock up Parker and then that'll leave Myers a little more open for whoever's at QB, whether it's Sappy or Mac Jones. But I don't think you can expect Jacoby Myers to be the number one guy for the Pats every single week. He's worth a bench stats. Just be careful. Look at the matchups. He's not necessarily an every week starter.
0: Absolutely agree. All right, another guy, Garrett Wilson. Fortunately, I think the best thing that ever happened to him was Joe Flacco. I mean, the dude just has no chemistry with <laughs> with uh, Zach Wilson. I don't know why.
1: I don't know. I I, I put some faith in Garrett, on Garrett Wilson's name last week when you were kind of down on him. I'm gonna do the same thing again this week. Because, okay, maybe Garrett Wilson didn't look great on paper, but you say he has no chemistry with Zach Wilson. Led the team with five targets. He led the team with five targets. I think
0: – Yeah, but that's the yeah. problem. In, in a pass, in an offense like this where Zach Wilson throws 110 yards, like – I mean – In me-
1: <sighs> an easier matchup, Garrett Wilson – is going to be in for some big games. He still is seen as the number one receiver here. And it's like, it's not like this Jets team is doing well. It's not like you can't trust any wide receivers here. And, like, I mean, maybe their number one receiver is kind of on a rotating basis, but I think he's worth kind of keeping in the mix in case he has those big... Week. I do think next week could be a big one for him against Denver because... He's usually more in the slot, and then certain's going to probably be on the outside covering Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore was shut down, I believe, by Alexander this past week. But, yeah, I think that votes well for Wilson. And then Corey Davis is always still going to be in the mix, and that is going to limit Wilson's upside. But I think he's at least worth a bench
0: stash right now. Hey, he's on, he's on my bench. I'll say that. All right, another guy, C.D. Lamb. I definitely got him on the downtrend. I I said it before the season. I'll say it again. He's not a number 1 wide receiver and it's tough for him to do that cuz I just don't think he's talented enough for it.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I do think he's a little overrated in the talent department. I'll, I'll give you that. like on on a wider scale, he definitely is trending down because You know, he started the year, everyone thought he could be maybe a top five guy. And that's not going to be the case. He has kind of floated kind of in the WR2 range. But two things to note here that could get him a little bit closer to the higher end of that range at the very least. So it would still be an overall downtrend, but better than he has been. Number one. If you're, um, I've been reading these posts. They're called Missing Points. And it's about like points that like, almost happened because of a flag or maybe the receiver dropped the ball or slightly over from things like that, or stopped at the one-yard line. And C.D. Lamb was one of the top guys that missed points this past week with 13. Actually had 12.7 fantasy points, but he was very close to having 25.7. He... Was wide open for a 60-yard touchdown, but Rush was intercepted on the play. He could, and now I know you could you can say Cooper Rush isn't going to get him the points, but Dak is probably going to be back next week, and I think that is going to give Ceedee Lamb that upside that he used to have. Now consistency is going to be tough when. You're not really a true number one receiver and you're kind of matchup dependent, but I do think he's
0: going to have his big weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's kind of tough. Tough to say. Um, I'm not in love with him. All right. Uh, all right. We have two tight ends left. Tyler Higby, got to put him on the downtrend. I think he had a great start to the season, but just Matthew Stafford just has not. Not been getting it done recently.
1: Yeah, and I think like well, the the only guy who you can really trust on a week to week basis with Matthew Stafford, it seems like it's Cooper Cup, and now he's getting Allen Robinson more involved. So that like number two target role is becoming less reliable. Like it was, it seems like it was Tyler Higby. And even Ben Sworn well, Ben Squark was in there. But Tyler Higbee was the number two target week after week after week early on in the season. That wasn't the case against the Carolina Panthers. It looks like it's gonna be more of a rotating thing, and we're back to kind of the situation where Tyler Higbee is a matchup dependent tight end who maybe you stream in a good matchup. He's not gonna be a guy who's getting you consistent points, even though he was early in the season when Matthew Stafford was struggling to find the chemistry without Robinson. Now he has Robinson as an option when he's open, which is going to make Higby a
0: little more volatile. Mm-hmm. And finally, with DeHop coming back, Zach Ertz, I think, his, uh, I think his reign may be over as a very consistent tight end, actually, so far this season.
1: Yeah, he was up there with Kelsey and Andrews early in the year and originally i was saying this was going to be the end of that i wasn't drafting him at all this season because i was thinking hopkins hollywood brown it's going to be too crowded but there's actually some news today that's kind of made me change my mind about Zach kirk's hollywood brown done for the season with a foot injury very unfortunate he's had foot issues before re-aggravated in this game he's done for the year And they did acquire, the Cardinals did acquire Robbie Anderson to replace him, but I don't think Anderson is nearly the receiver that Hollywood was. And then Rondell Moore, I don't think is as good as Zach Ertz. So I know Hopkins is now your number one guy, but Ertz was succeeding, coexisting with Hollywood Brown. I think he can do the same with DeAndre Hopkins. He's still the clear number two target in this offense with Brown out. The reason I had him as a stock down originally as i thought he was going to be competing with brown for that number two target role which would cause some inconsistency when Kyler murray has
0: oh in. but aj green's not a a superstar anymore wow aj right. green has okay
1: what has aj green done this year i know he had a big year last year.
0: Wow, wow. Year? wow wow trashing the num- best wide receiver in Bengals history like that wow okay wow history, but- wow folks this
1: Arizona Cardinals. That that that's the question, <laughs> and the answer to that, I'll I'll just go ahead. ten receptions, fifty six yards, no touchdown, five point six yards per reception. Does that does he, he's? I think
0: his days as an elite wide receiver might be over. Stardom, right there, stardom. All right, thank you all for listening. The Flutie Foundation. Keep up with them. Follow them on Instagram. Follow them on. I don't know if they have a Twitter. They might have a Twitter. Follow them on Instagram now. Check out the events all year long. Um, Stuff is always going on with the Footy Foundation. So please check it out. Thank you all for listening and have a great day.